Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard ranked ladder. Unfortunately, this week, a cat is not here. We really have just been completely playing some sort of like host, host tag the last uh, handful of weeks. Uh, but uh, we wish Cat well and to take you through the immense amount of news that we have is myself, Grandmasters and Masters Tourcaster, Dragon Rider, and of course the wonderful Major Death. How are you today? I'm doing well. We've got a lot to talk about today, so we should probably get right to it. But first, we have a poll question from last week that turned out to be uh, very, very important uh, to today's announcement. We asked, do you think Death Knights will be the next new class added to Hearthstone? We had 12 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with 41.7% of the votes, you said yes. We also had 417 that said they were not sure. And only 16.7% said no, that Death Knights would not be the next class. So, um, yeah, it turns out, <laughs> it turns out the, uh, the rumors were not just rumors. There was, there was fire yes. from that smoke that we, that, <laughs> That's right. that, that, uh, that was going on. So, but yeah, let's jump right into the news and let's talk about March of the Lich King is the next Hearthstone expansion. We had the big uh, reveal via uh, Twitch this this morning as we're recording this. And what is in this new expansion? Well, first, we have a new class, a new Death Knight class uh, with a hero power uh, ghoul charge for two mana. Summon a 1-1 ghoul with charge that dies at the end of your turn. Uh, we have a new minion type. Uh, well, actually... Minion type of undead. They're going to be going through and marking new cards with the undead uh, minion type, as well as going back and retro, adding the undead to older cards, as well as we're now going to have, once this expansion goes live, dual type minions, where some minions that are, say, a dragon and undead can have both the dragon and undead tag to it. So they showed a few examples. Uh, Patches was one of them, pirate and and undead as well. So we're there's we don't know the specifics behind all of them yet, but but there's going to be a lot of stuff there. We have a new returning keyword, reborn. That is the uh, mechanic from from. Was it from Wrath of the Lich King? Is that or no? It wasn't that one uh, ago. Oh my gosh! They said it where in the it? announcement thing, and I can't remember. I, f- I forgot where that came <laughs> from. It was pretty early. It was it was, it was a while ago, <laughs> but it is returning and now going to be a regular part of the game going forward. We have a new keyword in this expansion called Mana Thirst. Cards with Mana for Thirst. Get more powerful once you reach a specific amount of mana. You don't actually have to spend the mana. You just have to have access to that amount of mana for this additional effect or more powerful effect to take place. So before we go any further, Dragon Rider, 
that's a lot. That- <laughs> what do you, what do you think of what what we've gone through just so far? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I. It was so much. Like they were, like you said. I mean, there's there's more still that we haven't even talked about. But like, there was so many things. But uh, overall, like I'm I'm pretty excited. I was. I'm personally a little bummed that, like, you know, the the Death Knight class did get kind of spoiled by people, like, leaked and stuff. But, you know, I'm I'm just not a fan of leaks in general. But it was still cool to, like, see it revealed and, um, you know, how they're approaching it and all of the, the different mechanics. So I was pretty excited. Sure, sure. So if you... So the... With with the announcement today comes a patch that we're going to be talking about here in more detail in just a few minutes. But after you patch to 24.6, you can log in and get the first card from the new expansion and be able to play it right away called the Sunwell. It is Hearthstone's first neutral spell. It is a nine mana spell. Uh, and I'm trying to... See what uh, I had it. I had it up here, and then it it. So it says it is a holy spell, and says fill your hand with random spells. Costs one less for each other card in your hand. So that is, um, well, that's fun. <laughs> yes. That seems that seems kind of crazy and, and neutral, so it can go in any deck. Yep. Um yeah, I, I have you logged in? Have you have you had a chance to, to try out the card yet? Oh my gosh. Honestly, I spent all day I watched the announcement stuff and then I spent uh several hours recording and editing and then putting out some videos about like everything and i still haven't even opened the game i like Mm. i got so focused on all of that that i mean literally i was like for me the announcement started at 11 and then i got all that done and i got it from the computer and was like oh it's almost six o'clock or five (laughs) o'clock and i was like ha um, so there goes like half the day that I didn't realize. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw on Twitter, though, that apparently there's a, a little bit of bugginess and some issues going on, too, and and uh, some other stuff that we're going to talk about, too. But I was like, I don't think I have the brain capacity right now after all of that to also try to log in and and keep up with actually everything in the game that came out today. So I was like, no, nah, I'll just I'm going to save that for tomorrow. Okay. Uh, also, as part of this, new signature cards and signature golden packs. These are new cosmetic quality uh, that cards can have, like a golden or diamond, with stylized full art images. And those are going to be available starting in patch 25.0 and in these in these packs. And apparently they have the same drop rate. I saw Ben Hearthstone retweeted. Uh, the drop rates for those, the signature signature cards have basically the same chance of dropping as like a golden legendary, which is about, you'll average one about every 181 packs or so. so. Yeah, and I think that's in regular packs. Uh, they have like a one in seven in golden packs. Um, and then 
I was actually just watching, uh, right before we started, uh, Celestalon uh, actually jumped in for a bit of an interview over on the Angry Chicken and uh, was actually explaining even more about that. And uh, I guess they're going to have some as part of like the reward track. Uh, the Mega Bundle has a couple that you could get. So like, I guess they're actually going to make it somewhat easier to earn them than okay. uh, I initially thought. I was just like, great, you just open these in packs randomly. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, from, from what he was saying, it does sound like... Uh, it will be a little bit easier to get those than what at least I initially expected. So, sure. So, like other expansions, we have two pre-purchase options, bundles that you can get uh, to to kind of set you on your way for March of the Lich King. We have the Mega Bundle, which includes eighty March of the Lich King card packs, five signature golden March of the Lich King packs, two random. March of the Lich King signature legendary cards, the entire Path of Arthas set, which we'll talk about what that is after a little bit, and the Lothamar Hunter hero skin and card back. So that is that is the big bundle. Obviously, very it, it's all constructed focused again this yes. time, like like it was for the last time. And then we have like the regular bundle for March of the Lich King, which is 60 packs, two random March of the Lich King legendary cards, and the Lothamar card back. So those are the two options. And for the first time ever, both the March of the Lich King pre-purchase bundles are going to be available not only up to expansion day, but are going to be available for one week following the launch of the expansion. So you can get them all the way up to a full week after the expansion goes live. So if you decide you want to get them and, and can't get the get the pre-purchased until after the expansion goes live, then you can still get these if you get them right away. But uh, yeah. there's going to be a, a slightly larger number of cards, 145 cards in total for this expansion because of the new hero, uh, because of the new, uh, the new class. Added 10 more cards. And we have a... An expansion date, December sixth, is when this goes live. So, uh, any any thoughts on the on any more thoughts on the bundles or or like the the extra cards in the expansion or the launch date? I think everybody kind of figured early December, so that seems yeah pretty right. Yeah, um, I I think the having the pre purchase bundles available for a full week after the expansion is brilliant like i feel like they should have been yeah. doing that for a long time yeah. honestly like um i agree you know, but i think especially because of uh social media and twitch and youtube and you know creators putting out this information you know instantly like even someone who's a pretty casual player is they're gonna know about the expansion much faster than they did you know, like when Hearthstone was first, you know, the first like two years or so, I would say, uh, you know, six, seven years ago when a lot of like the social media and a lot of the content wasn't um, coming out like it is now. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's it's great. People are going to be able to see streamers playing it and be like, oh, cool, the expansion's out. And then they can actually go and say, ah, I can still purchase this pre you know, the pre-purchase and get that deal on the packs. Right. Uh, which, Th this which is, I think is these great. are 
these are the best price you can yeah. get per pack yes for 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 the expansion and so yeah. you know if you decide after getting to see the cards because of launch day and all the content creators playing and different things like this or maybe you thought you'd open some packs and you'd have a little bit better luck with just the gold that you spent or or runestones or whatever you could still get these deals uh after the fact which i think is is like you said something that should have happened a long time before now but this is they're finally finally do, doing that as an option this time yes but you know what right, that's so not even it <laughs> yeah <laughs> there there is still a ton else that happened with yeah. patch 24.6 why don't you walk us through everything that everything else that yeah. got revealed today yeah, so there was that little bit of kind of like preview, you know, looking ahead uh, post and stuff that was put out last week about some of this. But then, of course, there's even more because they made the announcement. So some of the things that came out today, like the uh, pre, you know, pre-orders and all of that uh, are out. So, yeah, let's talk about what actually happened because patch 24.6 was released today, Tuesday. Uh, so, of course, the pre-purchases for March of the Lich King. Uh they also put in there, didn't even say this during the announcement because there were so many things. Uh, new cosmetics are going to be coming. A legendary hero skins. So we already had, you know, the like new hero skins that you can get. They have like upgraded voice lines on some of them. These ones are legendary hero skins and uh, impressive new uh, come into play in hero power animations. Unique hero tray. And, of course, new voice lines. Uh, they go <laughs> even further by replacing the hero frame and the portrait with a completely 3D model. It's really cool, actually. Like, you can see in the, the patch note thing, uh, it's, it's all animated. And, of course, the first one is going to be a Death Knight. So the first one is the legendary skin uh, Arthas Menethil for the upcoming Death Knight class. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to have its own, like, little bundle starting on November 8th, where you can get that. But, uh, yeah, so Chad Celestalon was actually saying, too, even during that uh, Angry Chicken interview, that uh, it's, like, it's completely animated. So, like, when you have that equipped and you get attacked, like, he'll, like, hold up his shield or his hands or stuff, like, oh, no. And when you attack, like it's, it has its own animation specifically for when you're attacking. Um, each of the emotes has like a, its own little like animation along with the emote. It's like, dang, okay, yeah, that's wow. <laughs> that's a legendary skin right there. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Did you did you say when that is coming? Yes, so there's there's that bundle that's coming November eighth uh, that you yeah, can so you can get ne- for that next week. So we have to wait a week before yeah. we're gonna get to see it. Uh, but that's better but than waiting until the the expansion. So that is true. <laughs> if that's that something true. you want, the the they have like a an animated GIF thing in the in the patch twenty four point six notes, and so you can see some of the little uh, yeah. little things that he can do. And, and it looks it looks really cool. Yeah, it, it's pretty sweet. Um, but not only that, there's so many more things here. Uh, they also announced, and I think we talked about this before with like uh, 
the Halloween stuff coming, Hallow's End, you know, and they announced that. Well, I was thinking it was weird that it was going to start on November 1st. It's like, well, Halloween's already over by then. But they did that because they tied it into this whole thing. So it's tied to the Death Knights and it's tied into a new event system completely. So starting with this Knights of Hallow's End event, which started today with this patch. So now instead of just having legendary quests, uh, you basically you go in and the event thing is its own, like its own tab, its own page. Um, and of course, there's the thematic event quests still to earn XP, um, but it's on an event specific reward track and not part of its own thing. So uh, there's also going to be, you know, the special place in the journal um, for when those events are happening. And they said as well, when those events happen, like the journal, uh, like logo thing that you can click on will actually also change. So you'll visually see that there's something different too. Um, and I like that it's going to have its own page and not just be like mixed in. Cause sometimes I completely miss when there's like special quests and <laughs> special quest chains. Cause it just, mixed it, it doesn't, in. it doesn't seem very special. Yeah. Before now, I mean, yes, you yeah. get this legendary quest, and and it was nice and all this, but it is interesting now that they're going to be making a much bigger deal about events. Presumably, this might allow for them to do events more frequently as well, because it doesn't seem like we have them all that frequently. There's maybe you know three or four events a year. They could potentially do this more often, and yeah, it's got like this own tab in the in, in the journal. You've got special quests that you'll have to look up and be able to complete. You'll get XP that allow you to unlock rewards. And there's like a, there's little like cosmetics and things that you can unlock as a result of going through and doing this event stuff now. So that, that seems, that seems really cool. And, and having a notification on the home screen when you log in, so you know, the event is going on is, is really nice too. Yes. Now, while we're talking about quests, uh, I don't think this is even, there's so many things. I don't think it's even in in our notes. I saw uh, Ridiculous Hat posting on Twitter uh, an image of a quest. And in like the bottom right corner, there's a little like side arrow. And it was like, what is this? Is it in here? Is it in here? It's under bug fixes and game improvements. Oh, okay. We'll we'll, we'll get there then. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> there's so many things." Well, okay, we'll, we'll get to we'll we'll come back to that one here Perfect. in just a little yes. bit. But I okay. did, I did, I did make sure to include that because I did think that was kind of cool as well. I don't think that was mentioned in the actual like things that they published. I mean, like you said, the in the bug fixes, but it wasn't made like its own notation, kind of like everything else was. Um, which, you know, we talked about that with the new cosmetic, the legendary hero skin, they made that like its own big bullet point thing, but this other stuff, they just kind of like tacked on and it's like, wait, that's, that's kind of huge though. Um, yes. Okay. Well, so, yeah. So we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, just a, so two more things and then we'll get down to the bug fixes and game improvements. Yes. Seems like we have some more cards in uh, in the core set for the next month. 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, instead of doing, uh, which I guess this makes sense why they did a little bit of like lighter uh, patch changes and they didn't really do buffs. Eh, who needs that when you can just put an entire expansion into the core set for standard, <laughs> <laughs> which is what they did. And uh, so with the Death Knight announcement, they have put the entirety of the Knights of the Frozen Throne expansion into the core set for standard. So everyone can play all of those cards completely for free, golden versions and all. And uh, so, yeah, they, they wanted to kind of promote the first time that you could, you know, the Lich King came and you could relive that moment. Um, yeah. So it sounds like we'll have that. And then uh, that's going to be available in standard up until the expansion launches. And then it sounds like they're going to take the Knights of the Frozen Throne cards back out of standard. That's, that's fine. We don't need like <laughs> yeah, we don't need all that 1500 <laughs> cards in standard or something. That would be yeah li a little much so yeah for the next month we basically have a a six set meta um and then and then it'll come out and then we'll have another then we'll have the new expansion come back in and then we'll have a six set meta again so yeah there we go basically it's fine yeah um, that means all the the death knights are back in standard that yes. from the knights of the frozen throne so uh, like Rexar, you can now build a beast again, and you've got um, the gosh, I I don't even remember all of them, but apparently Big <laughs> Priest is now going to be a thing in standard again. I've already seen people complaining complaining about it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's like a whole entire thing for people to kind of explore. Um, but on top of that, if you are a new or returning player, you see this and maybe you're excited, you want to jump back into the game, uh, or you're like, yeah, I want to play these Death Knights, so you start up an account. Uh, but new and returning players will now be able to borrow a selection of competitive decks for one week following their return uh, before choosing one at the end of that week. Uh, as basically they are doing like, they're calling it the loner deck period. Um, so you'll get six loner decks that you can try during the first week. And then at the end of that week, you know, you'll be able to pick one of those. So pretty cool uh, if you haven't played. And I think they also did change the requirements uh, previously. It was like 120 days uh, for returning players, but now it's only 90 days. So essentially, if you haven't logged in since the last set, Right, since like the newest expansion came out. If you haven't logged in since this newest expansion, you can log in and you will be considered a returning player that qualifies for this uh, deck. This is really great because like you can look at a set of cards and think, you know, this is this is what I'd like, but like this allows you to actually play with the deck and see if it actually is a deck that you would want to have for yourself. Um, I, I, I've always liked that once they started giving a, a deck to new and returning players, but it always did sort of feel like, well, how do you know which one to pick? It's like, do you just try and pick the one that has the most powerful cards or, or do you pick one with the most neutral legendaries so that you can use them in other classes or th this way you actually have a chance to test, kind of test drive the deck before and then, and then make your decision as to which one you want. 
So presumably you'll get a lot more mileage out of it. Because if you pick a deck yeah. and then you're like, I don't really like this way this plays. I don't really get how this plays. And, and, and you you know, you could switch to one of the other loaner decks and see if that works out better for you before making that decision. So I, yeah. I really like this change. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you're someone like me, or especially, you know, you uh, when you are diving back in or starting a new game, you tend to be very, very into it for like several days and then start to fall off a little bit. So, uh, you know, those those several days, that first week where you're like very intensely uh, jumped back in, you can play all those decks and then then you can have one for when you're like starting to to like, OK, my uh my like need to play is is wavering a little bit. <laughs> then you can go to like a more reasonable play amount. Okay, now we can get to the uh, the bug fixes in game. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, yeah. So the first thing here: quests. Some daily and weekly quests will now include an arrow at the bottom. So if you press it, the arrow takes you directly to the part of the client where that quest can be completed. So I saw, again, uh, Celestalon was kind of replying to Ridiculous Hat on Twitter, talking about that. And I think the example he gave was if it said um, something like, uh, you can complete this in a friendly game or, you know, against the innkeeper. It's like, okay, well, maybe you don't know where that is in the client because now there's so many different things that you can click. And you're like, okay, well, if I go into this menu, now it's like, you go four menus deep before you find something. So if you're like, where can I actually complete this? There will be an arrow so you can actually just click it and it will take you directly to that. And it's kind of cool because then you'll know specifically, I will get credit for doing this quest wherever that arrow takes you. Right, right. No, that's that's really cool. I, I, it's one of those things that's like, if you've been playing the game for a long time, it's probably not necessarily something that you need. But for somebody that's kind of newer to the game or newer to, you know, all the different things that 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 Hearthstone has to offer now uh, or returning to the game, perhaps this is really nice and very, very new or returning player friendly, which which is definitely something that that I think you want to cater towards. Absolutely. I think especially on mobile too. It's like that'll help mobile players so much instead of having to be like, okay, now I can click out of my quests and then try to click on these other things and all this stuff. Just be like, all right, just <laughs> just click on the thing and take me to what I need to do. Okay. Save time. Um, so a couple other things here. Uh, in the game, they fixed a bug where Blademaster Okani's ability could be wasted if a spell was also countered at the same time by Ice Trap. Oof. That's, that feels bad. I'm glad that's fixed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then they also fixed a bug where Reno, the relicologist, could cause disconnects under certain conditions. Ooh, again. <laughs> does not feel good. Not great. No. Not great. Good thing they got that fixed. And uh, then now in the collection, you can also search uh, by using something like tag colon imp or tag colon whelp to return all cards in your collection that have, or, yeah, so like you could show all imps. You could just type imp if you want uh, text that matches those cards with the imp tag, but 
sometimes typing just something like that doesn't like it'll pull up cards that you're like that's not really what i <laughs> want oh. uh so because because if imp appears anywhere on the card text it's going to show up and it's not so it's not yeah, necessarily exactly. going to be these are all the imps that are currently in the game and, and yeah. so that is that is really handy uh, also just something that that you may have noticed dragon rider I love in these patch notes that they specifically marked the bug fixes and game improvements as to what they pertain to. So like they noted the 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 arrow on the quests as being something pertaining to the quest section of the game. And like the the collection manager changed doing tag colon imp or tag colon well. They actually noted that this is a collection something in the collection that that, that this is referring to if it was those uh bug fixes with blade master connie or reno the relicologist they specifically mentioned hearthstone like the the actual you know constructed play yeah. they've list mercenaries they list battlegrounds for other other changes uh in there as well as far as bug fixes and game improvements go so i hope this is something they keep doing because when you go through and just look at a bulleted list of things, you don't always, you can't always tell by the text what this might be pertaining to. But on this particular set of patch notes, they specifically called out where this stuff was applying to. So you could really see at a glance, oh, if I want to know what all the battleground changes were, I could just look at the ones tagged as battlegrounds and know what, and, and can look at those specifically. So. That, yeah. that was something I, I really liked about these patch notes in particular. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, tagging that, like, I, I think personally, I would like to see them take it even like a step farther where like, you know, have like basically the heading bug fixes and game improvements and like a subheading quests. And then under that bullet point, any changes yeah. that are happening to quests, you know, and then have like another subheading collection and then anything that's changing there. Um, just to help further like separate it because you know i mean like sometimes i completely ignore the bug fixes and game improvements section like just because i look at it and i like you said i just i see that big it's just a big list, list and i'm just of, like no nope. yeah, like I, that hurts my brain just looking at that like i can't i i don't even want to try to like read these things and sometimes they're not relevant to me or what i play like you said battlegrounds or the collection maybe more relevant or you know and it's like some of that i i don't care about honestly so i'm like eh. i'm like i see that right. big list and my brain just goes no nope. i'm just not even yeah. gonna look at that i'll i'll see somebody on twitter or something uh you know make note of the <laughs> important things for me so i would love to see them break it down even further but the like you said that's just it's a good thing that they're kind of working in that direction and, and categorizing them for sure um yeah. but talking about bugs and other issues uh what else did we have happen mage <laughs> so they announced that this reveal stream this morning was going to have twitch drops so a lot of people tuned in thinking they were going to get a murder at castle nathria pack uh for watching for 15 minutes the the whole announcement went about 25 minutes or so but they did re-air it immediately after the fact um so 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 he had that. But apparently there was a snafu when it came to actually awarding people the, the Twitch drop today. So 
as a makeup, they're having a do-over session for for uh, Twitch drops, uh, November third and fourth. They announced this on the forums earlier today. Uh, part of that announcement said, as some of you know, there was an issue with the Twitch drops that were planned for today's stream. To make up for that, we're implementing category-wide Twitch drops from November 3rd at 9 a.m. Pacific to November 4th at 6 p.m. Pacific. Watch for a total of two hours and you'll get a free Murder at Castle Nathria pack. Watch for two more hours or four hours total and you'll get a free March of the Lich King pack. So you can actually, because of this snafu, you have you do have to watch for a lot longer, but you can get a current expansion pack and a pack from the new expansion that you'll be able to open after on or after December sixth when it, when it goes live. Okay, they didn't have to really do this. I mean, I think they should have probably done something. It seems like it was probably something on Twitch's end and not like related to them, um, but. I feel like we lucked out <laughs> with this because, like you said, we could get uh, a regular, like a, a regular pack, a uh, Nathria pack, the, the Castle at Ma- blah, Murder at Castle Nathria pack, but you could also get a pack for the new sets, and it's it's category wide. So if you go and watch your favorite streamer who's playing Battlegrounds, as long as they are in that Hearthstone category, you're gonna get that availability it's not just the one specific stream and it's not at that one specific limited time it's a like a day and a half essentially of any twitch streams like also as a twitch streamer i'm like that that means like i will i will make sure that i'm streaming (laughs) you know in those (laughs) times to like incentivize people to come check out my stream but also like that means as a player uh i will try to make sure that uh, I am watching within those hours so that I can grab a couple packs and see if I can't log in on like the Europe account or something and uh, you know, throw a new expansion pack onto one of those other servers or something. So I, I kind of feel like it actually works out better <laughs> for, for people. Um, so I think this is a really cool way to make that up. Yeah. If you were going to miss the reveal stream today, and you felt kind of bummed out because you weren't going to be able to watch during that that brief window that was open. Now they now you can drive a truck through the window and you can get you know a a a, a new a pack from the new expansion as well. That 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 does seem seem really cool and it does benefit all the all the Hearthstone streamers as well. So it's any of you you know watching any of you you get that bonus. So. That's that. That is great. I'm glad that they did something. I thought maybe they would just award everyone a pack, just as yeah. a, as a celebratory thing, but but this this works too, I guess. Why don't you? We had we had a tournament this last weekend. Why don't you? Uh, why don't we jump into the <laughs> tournament section and and tell us about what happened this last weekend at the Masters Tour. Yeah, so not only was it just a tournament, it was the Masters Tour Fall Championship. So it was uh, 16 players who have earned their spot for this tournament by doing well over the last like tournaments, uh, 4, 5, and 6, Masters Tour 4, 5, and 6 from throughout the later part of this year. And 
uh, some of these players earned a spot at the World Championship. So yeah, definitely very important tournament for some of these players here uh, that happened. Here is your little spoiler warning if you somehow still have not uh, <laughs> seen who wins. Skip ahead a couple of minutes. The winner of this fall championship was Bunny Hopper. Oh my gosh. Defeated Habu Gabu 3-1 in the finals uh, with his lineup of control sh- the XL Control Shaman, XL Thief Rogue, XL Big Spell Mage, and Bless Priest. So, you know, three out of four XL <laughs> decks there. Okay. I mean, I'm not totally surprised, but uh, pretty interesting. I mean, Habu Gabu, though, like having, uh, you know, really good success there. And uh, we'll talk about uh, one of the decks specifically. Impressive run. Impressive for sure. Uh, but others in the top eight included uh, Tansanku, I'm probably going to butcher some of these names, so I apologize in advance. Uh, I didn't get to catch a whole ton of the tournament just because the the time in the U.S. and doing my own casting. Um, So Tansanku, Aijori, uh, KZGXMG, (laughs) Glory, KZG, uh, Zaobai, and... I don't think even the casters knew how to say this one because uh, the the parts that I did get to watch, I think they said it like four different times. <laughs> I think they just called him uh, Usta. So that's how I'm just going to say that. Uh, but yeah, pretty interesting. A ton of um, like China and uh, like uh, now I'm drawing a blank on the name. The like Asia, Asia Pacific. Pacific. Thank you. Yeah, uh, t- a ton of representation there, which I think was uh, was really great, especially since we have had a ton of like Europe specifically representation. But you know, European women can want it anyways. Uh, overall, not as many forty card decks as people might have expe- uh, expected. Although, you know, of course, Renathal still had an impact as we saw like three of the four decks uh, in Bunny Hopper's lineup still had Renathal. Uh, but a lot of more, a lot more players were playing aggro stuff um, like Naga Priest, the Blessed Priest, uh, some different variations of Rogue uh, were also out there and uh, I think have come to ladder, at least before today's patch, you know, changing everything up, but... <laughs> I definitely uh, saw a lot of people over the weekend and stuff playing uh, some different rogues and warrior. What? Yeah. Yeah. Warrior made an appearance. <laughs> warrior came out of wit- witness relocation and actually showed up to a, to and the made fall it, championship. made it to the finals. Cause Habu Gabu was uh, one of the players that was playing warrior. So uh, yeah, very, very interesting um, that, that that kind of sprouted and, I think some people tried it on ladder over the weekend, but I didn't really see or hear a ton about it. So uh, that that might have just been like a, if you're not Habu Gabu, don't play it. That goes to probably a lot of the decks that Habu Gabu plays. He probably oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he's he, he is a uh, incredible talent when it comes to playing Hearthstone and yeah, what he can do with 
with with cards is probably better than a lot of uh, the rest of us can do with those same cards. Yeah, so. that's like a use at your own risk <laughs> type yes. of decks. But yeah, that uh, that was the tournament stuff. How did the uh, casting go for you were doing uh, Super Gamer Girl this weekend, correct? Yes, yeah. So I did do casting uh, the last two weekends, the previous two weekends. Uh, on Saturday, I was actually casting the Supergirl uh, Battlegrounds that they uh, implemented this year. And then Sunday was standard. It's like jumping between the two was very interesting. Uh, and my brain hurts. <laughs> but. <laughs> But it's good. Um, very exciting. And, you know, I, I guess we can plug here as well. Uh, just look forward to in a couple of weekends from now, November 12th and 13th. If you want to see me casting those again, November 12th, uh, the Saturday is Battlegrounds and 13th will be standard. Um, those are the championship days. And November 12th is also my birthday. So I'm going to be... Uh, be doing some casting and, and all that stuff uh, on my birthday weekend. I'll probably do some sort of like Friday birthday stream or something or other. I don't know yet, but it's going to be exciting. So I hope that uh, I hope many of you can tune in and check that out. Sure, sure. Well, that sounds good. So let's jump into the main topic. Let's talk in more detail. They did a special deep dive into the new Death Knight class. Uh, I know you did a video already. You've been thinking, doing doing all sorts of uh, oh, thoughts yes. and, and feelings on the on the new Death Knight class. So let's go through and let's talk through uh, some of the information that was provided on the deep dive for for Death Knights, and, and get get some of your thoughts. We'll probably talk about a few of the cards and that sort of thing as we go through this. But the first thing is the hero power. It is a two-mana hero power. We talked about it earlier. It's called Ghoul Charge. Uh, summon a 1-1 one, one ghoul with charge, and it it dies at the end of the turn. So you can uh, you can use it, use it, or and lose it, basically, because you could uh, you <laughs> it dies at the end of the end of the turn, regardless if if it didn't die. And you just like scented face or something. So that's an interesting hero power. What do you, what do you think yeah. of the hero power? It is pretty interesting. And at first I was like, okay, well, this is just like tenfold better than the paladin hero power, right? It was like paladin hero power, summon a one one that does nothing. This one, yeah. one one that would charge, but it does die. So like that is kind of the big, the big difference, <laughs> right? Because you could just use your hero power in Paladin to create a 1-1. One, one. It's going to stick around for you to use buffs or whatever else on. And of course, there's synergies in Paladin, you know, to help with that. But uh, yeah, this is kind of interesting. Um, I'm going to be really curious to see if there are cards um, that really like buff. I guess we've kind of already seen one that does like uh, add plus, I think it's plus five, plus five to an undead. Uh, so the fact that it does have that undead tag, I think, is very significant. Um, but it's still going to take like a lot of mana and later game to be able to do that. So uh, being able to use it with other things like that going to be really interesting. Uh, and it does tie in with the next mechanic. So I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. So we have a class mechanic that goes along with this called Corpses. 
Whenever a friendly minion dies, the Death Knight gains a corpse. This is a special class-specific resource that can be used to fuel and power up some of the cards. So that's really interesting. So right below the mana bar, you're actually going to have this little counter to show you how many corpses you have. And uh, every friendly minion leaves the corpse behind, so it doesn't have to just be undead. Uh, you so just something dies on your side of the board, and and uh, it it ticks up that tally, and then you're going to have cards that can potentially uh, improve on that. So like one of the cards they show is Vampiric Blood, it is a two mana spell that says give your hero plus five health, spend three corpses to gain five more, and draw a card. So this is so. It's got a base effect, but if you spend corpses on it, you can you can improve it as well. So that is that's really really interesting. So there's you're going as a death knight, you're going to have to manage not only mana but this potentially this corpses resource as well. What do, what do you think of that? Do you th- that seems cool, right? Yeah, I think it seems pretty cool. Like it fits with the kind of the fantasy of the death knight overall, like it fits into a lot of stuff. I mean, also I feel like, um, I mean, I don't know. I know you've played a ton of Diablo. Did you ever play like necromancers and stuff and like raise, raise courses and stuff? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing you do. That's, that's kind of what I thought of. And I was like, okay, so this is a way for me to like play Hearthstone, but with death knights, but also kind of like Diablo where I get to like raise my army. And I was like, Okay, this sounds really cool. And like you said, the the tracker, it'll actually have like a little tracker. Um, you kind of build up the amount of corpses and then you'll spend those. Uh, so it'll kind of go back down. You can rebuild it. Um, but the fact that they have that little tracker and it's part of the client, I also think is fantastic. You're not going to have to like, you know, have some uh, keep, third party Keep track of how many corpses or, yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's actually there, very visible under the mana. Um, and it also means you won't have to like hover over, you know, some of the cards that have um, effects like Mordresh, for example, like with Ping Mage, you know, you have to kind of look at the card to say how many, how much damage you have to do, like five left. But this is, I think, in a really great way to show that without it showing on each of the cards that use the corpse mechanic. All right, so the other mechanic that's kind of specific to death knights that they talked about was ruins uh, they are denoted with a colored symbol just below the mana cost on some of the death knight cards these are called ruins there are three ruins one for each of the death knight specs uh, red is for blood blue is for frost green is for unholy these runes dictate which death knight cards can be added to your deck during deck building. So you're actually going to to pick uh, these ruins and put them on your deck. You can you can uh, ascribe up to three ruins uh, to a deck, and uh, you know you can do all the same color. You can do a combination of colors. You can do one of each color, and and what it'll allow for you to do is depending on the card. You may or may not be able to put it in based on the runes you have. And so we have a blood rune that is the 
tankiest rune. Uh, blood cards tend to have board control effects, large minions, and cards that manipulate life totals. We have the frost rune that is the powerful burst potential. Frost cards tend to have lots of synergies, uh, spell synergies with direct damage, card draw, mana manipulation, and freeze effects. And then the unholy rune is the greatest command of the undead armies. The unholy cards tend to be very good at summoning undead minions, uh, summoning swarms of minions, and generating and spending corpses. So this, this seems really weird, but also really cool. So so like they they showed some some death knight cards, and then like if the vampiric blood that we talked about before requires you to have all three blood runes in. So if you have two or less runes, you can't actually put vampiric blood into your Death Knight deck. Uh, whereas something like Patchwork, which is a seven mana undead legendary, four or six battlecry destroy a random minion in your opponent's hand, deck, and battlefield, only has one red or blood rune, so as long as you have a blood rune as one of your three, you would be allowed to put patchwork into your deck. So what do you, what do you think of this? This is a whole nother level of, of deck building challenges uh, when you're thinking about how you're going to build decks because, yeah, you're by picking certain runes, you're essentially uh, removing the ability to put certain cards in, into your deck. Yes. So uh, I personally, I am actually super, super stoked <laughs> about this. Um, and as you mentioned, I, I did do a video, um, one like overview video kind of about the expansion and all the other stuff. And then one that I dove deeper into Death Knights on its own. And I really talked about this mechanic because first of all, this is the first time we've seen something like this for Hearthstone, right? Um, but as someone who loves just card games in general, like there's a couple things here going on for me. This feels like a way that Hearthstone has brought in like multicolored decks like you have in like magic. Let's say, you know, in magic, you can make a blue, black, red deck and kind of combine them, you know, or you could do like a black, blue, white deck, you know, and, and kind of mix that up. It's not quite to that level, obviously, because you kind of still have that restriction of it being all within Death Knights and being in that one class. Um, but it's a way to do that. And I also think it's actually a pretty interesting way to, uh, for them to like create interesting cards, uh, where let's say if they want to do a very powerful card, like you said, they can make that as, um, like the three, like, like a, you know, triple blood rune card. And that can be really powerful, but that means that you're only playing blood rune cards or some of the Death Knight cards that don't have runes and neutrals in that deck. So to your point, the, the big legendary for the unholy rune is Lord Marogar. He is an 8-mana 9-7, requires all three runes to be unholy, but has a battle cry that reads, Raise all your corpses as 1-1 one, one risen golems with rush. For each one that can't fit, give one plus two plus two. So if you have a lot of corpses built up, 
you put a 9-7 on the board with a bunch of golems that have been raised with Rush, and they can all get buffed for for the corpses that don't fit. So you can get three threes, five fives, seven sevens uh, that, that have Rush with this. But you can only do that if you go all three runes as unholy. Anything less than that, this card can't be in your deck. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think that's a pretty really like i think it's a pretty interesting way to also go about um kind of setting the tone of the power level of cards and um it it really means that you're not just going to be facing people who say like i i can think of an example i don't know if it actually really worked out that way but let's say uh demon hunter more recently we've even had the people were trying fell demon hunter and then the new stuff came out and then they were trying the uh you know um oh my gosh names today are really hard (laughs) uh the relics and then all of a sudden people were like well let's just put renathal plus these both in the same deck and then it was like i I think eventually they took out renathal at some point but it's like you can play this 40 card deck and have relics and the, you know, Zymox that goes with that, that's pretty powerful. And the uh, Jace for all the fell stuff that goes with that. And it, I think especially if you have really powerful neutral cards, decks can start to feel samey. Or you kind of have that sameness feel. And I'm a little worried about that with the fact that they are doing uh, neutral spells now. I hope that people don't just like create sameness. But I think... With this, it's a way for them to actually design things that feel different without creating that sameness. That, that definitely does feel like there. there's going to be, even if you end up queuing against a Death Knight, there could be so many different variations of what that Death Knight could do because of the runes that they've decided to use and what cards they then have access to. So it's not, so even games going up against the class are going to feel different just based on, on what runes they end up picking and, and how that ends up leading to, to the deck they've built. It's so the next part is they have a massive 32 card core set uh, when this goes live. So that that's really interesting. So they're trying to make up for the fact that they don't have a bunch of cards from other expansions. So when March of the Lich King launches, you'll be able to complete a special Death Knight prologue that follows the iconic story of Arthas Menethil his descent into madness and becoming the Lich King. So you complete this prologue to unlock the entire 32-card Death Knight core set for free that then you can slide into your into your Death Knight decks. So that's, that's pretty cool, but that's not all. There is the Path of Arthas set. It is a one-time, separate Death Knight-only set available to help, help Death Knights catch up with the other classes. The Path of Arthas is 26 distinct Death Knight cards that are designed to be combined with the Death Knight core set to form three Death Knight starter decks that you can immediately take onto the ladder. Uh, so that's really interesting. 
the Path of the Arthas uh, set is part of the Mega Bundle. So if you get the Mega Bundle, you will get this included and do not have to pay for it separately. If you get the regular bundle or you, you want to have to purchase or you need to purchase this separately, it will be available as a standard standalone purchase uh, for 2000 gold or 1500 runestones. That is the like the a cost of the mini set. Uh, or they'll have a golden version of this, which is um, 7,000 runestones or it can be uh, a, an actual catch, cash purchase. These cards, the Path of the Arthas set, cannot be opened from packs. They can only be purchased as part of the Mega Bundle, purchased as this standalone set, or by crafting them. So you can craft them if there's specific cards within this set that you want to get. So that's that's really interesting. So that's going to be um, 58 of the 68 cards that they're going to have available, and then they will get 10 cards like every other class gets in the March of the Lich King expansion. So they're going to have 68 total cards to, to, to use uh, you know, after the expansion goes live yeah uh i don't know how i feel about this um like uh, again uh right before we were recording i was kind of tuning into the uh the celestalon interview brought up that when demon hunters came out they did 30 uh initial cards now that was when demon hunters came out it was before they had the core set so that's, you know, that's why they're doing the, like, this 32-card set. So it's slightly more. Um, but for Demon Hunters, I mean, they had to do more of a catch-up mechanic uh, because it was the first set of the year and, like, other stuff. And um, so they, like, had to do more. And I don't know, though. They did the initiate set or whatever for that. But that was free, right? I, yeah. I'm and, pretty sure it was. Uh, yeah, I I think so as well. And for this to cost, like if you're going to buy it separately, it costs the same as a mini set, but it's less cards and only for one class. I don't know. And you can't open them from packs. Mini set cards, you at right. least can open from the most recent set pack. Yeah. Uh, once it goes, yeah. Once it goes live, they are, yeah. they're, they would be available to be open there. So, so the path of Arthas is, 49 total cards you would get. You get three legendary cards, three epic, two copies of three epic cards, two copies of nine rare cards, and two copies of 11 common cards. So um, you're actually get, like getting slightly more than what you would get in a mini set for the same cost. Fair. But yeah, yeah, that if you bought the Mon Disorder, you're now being asked to pay for another mini set basically, uh, for this expansion. And presumably there's going to be another mini set halfway through this expansion as well. So more cards yeah. in standard, but also more cards that you have to pay for as well. Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird because this feels like a mashup of mini set adventure that they used to do. Uh, where you couldn't get those from packs, right? You had to do like the adventure thing for those. 
um, and you pay for those as well. So it's kind of like a mix of those, but then I don't know. It's just like, it's only for one class. So I think for me, that's where it's kind of like, that feels a little bad because at least the other things like you're getting some cards for all the other classes. So uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm, I don't know. It, it feels weird, but I guess we'll see how it ends up being. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm not a fan of this, and so this is this is not great. This this feels like more like more monetization. They tried to figure out and found a way they could get more monetization into the game, which is not a great feeling to have when 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 you look at it that way. Yeah. Um, one one final note about Death Knights that they called out in the deep dive, which I think is interesting, is they're going to do a Death Knight preview show match that they're going to uh, give away Twitch drops for. So they said, join some of your favorite content creators as they explore each of the Death Knight ruins in a special show match to the Death Knight. This special show match will be casted by Saliza and Garrett from the Angry Chicken. Uh, Twelve creators will be split into three teams of four, one for each rune, blood, frost, and unholy. Each team will have one member deep in their rune, two members with one foot in each of the runes, and one wildcard member that can play any rune combination they want. The teams will play in a round-robin-style format, with team placement and prizes being based on the combined team scores. That is going to be taking place November 16th and 17th. Uh, start time for both of those is 9 a.m. Pacific time. And if you watch uh, for one hour across both days, you can earn one March of the Lich King pack. Watch for another hour and you can uh, be awarded a second pack. So watching for two hours across that two-day show match can get you a couple packs to get you going uh, when the new expansion goes live. So that's I, I like I think they did some something similar to this when they had Death Knights as well. They did like a special like here here here's here's how Death uh, or here's how uh, Demon Hunters play. They're doing the same thing here with Death Knights. I, I think this is really kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a cool way to bring like more community members. You know. 12 people are going to be playing it. And then you have, like you said, Salissa and Garrett, which will be casting, which is pretty cool. Uh, I think that that's going to be exciting. And like, I can just imagine the, uh, in just the amount of fun and goofiness that those two are going to bring. Uh, that's, that's what I'm excited for, but yeah, it's going to be pretty cool to actually like see some of the cards, um, you know, specifically for like Death Knights and how these decks are built, um, being played. So I I'm pretty excited for that, uh, for sure. I'm I'm definitely going to be trying to check that out. All right, so we've gone through the entire Death Knight deep dive. Obviously, they've released some of the car a lot more of the cards. I'm, I'm sure over the next few weeks we'll go through and talk about uh, some of those specific cards. We're obviously going to have Card reveal season's going to probably start here in the next week or two as well. So on top of all the cards that we got revealed today, we'll have more more of those card discussions as we as we march towards the march of the Lich King. So 
any final thoughts about Death Knights or anything, I guess, that was revealed today uh, uh, from from Team 5? Um, I, I'm pretty excited overall for Death Knights and specifically the, the runes and the way that deck building. Like, I'm actually so excited for it that uh, I already have an entire project I'm working on. Uh, you know, of course, <laughs> like, why, why, yeah, you know, why course. not? It's me. Um, yeah. But it, it sparked an entire project that I'm working on already. So uh, very interested in that. And I did want to jump back to something else that I actually am really excited for that I haven't seen a whole lot of people talking about uh, is the fact that, like you mentioned earlier, new minion type undead, but the dual type minions. I am actually super excited about the dual type minions um, because I think even like looking back in the, in the history of some decks, if some of those cards had that dual type, they would play almost completely differently. I think and some of those cards would have a huge impact um, more than they did in decks. So I'm, uh, I'm, pretty excited to see actually how dual type minions um, impacts deck building and card inclusions. Yeah, de I, de I definitely think that's, that's really cool. I like, I like that they brought, they're bringing back reborn as a, mm, as yeah. a mechanic going forward. I think that's, I think very thematic to this set and very, very like, I think it's a good keyword. I think it's, it's, I think I I like that. I love the the dual dual type minions. That it never made sense to me that you had these certain minions that that felt like they were one thing, but they were they were either not marked at all or 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 had a tag of a different minion type, and you could make an argument for both. That that just seems really really weird to me. So that that's kind of cool. But bringing back. Knights of the Frozen Throne into standard for the next month as a way to kind of really like completely throw the meta on its head for the next month, I think is really interesting as well. And, and definitely, I think um, it's going to shake, it's going to, it's going to shape or completely throw things all out of, out of whack. So oh, absolutely. if you were bored of the meta before now, you probably have a completely different meta to deal with now. All right, that is going to wrap it up for us. Let's let's uh, jump into the poll question for this week. We wanted to know from you. We got a lot of announcements today. Obviously, we got the big announcement of March of the Lich King, the new expansion. But we want to know from you, what was the most surprising non-expansion part of the announcement today? Was it the revamped events and how they're going to be doing events going forward. Is it the new cosmetics that are going to be available? Is it the fact that we now have the frozen throne back in standard for the next month? Or was there something else that really tickled your fancy that you think was by and large, the biggest surprise that we got today that wasn't the new expansion. So vote, tell us what you think, and we will share the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show, Dr3HS at gmail.com. And while you're over on our Twitter tech, check that top pin tweet to join into our Discord. 
And, uh, you know, you can also find Kat. Unfortunately, she's not here this week, but uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Alkaline underscore Kat. And that's Kat with a K. And on twitch.tv slash Alkaline Kat. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at Donnie DK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And over on Twitch and YouTube, uh, Dragon Rider TCCG. And also doing uh, the weekly TCCG Roundtable Show, where we talk about uh, just everything going on in card games in general. And uh, how about you, Mage? Yeah, you can find me talking about uh, Hearthstone, Marvel Snap, D&D, other games I'm playing, at Mage of Death. And you can check out my other podcast talking this week about the current... We went back to Moon Knight. And caught up with our good friend, Mark Spector, Jake Lockley, and Stephen Grant, and their current run. Uh, they had about 10 books or so. We had an annual that came out featuring Werewolf by Night, as well as the uh, kind of futuristic four-book anthology called Black, White, and Blood, which was really interesting. So if you want to hear about what's going on with Moon Knight now, after it's been a few months since the TV show, check us out. We are on Twitter at Comics Over Time. Yes, definitely excited to check that out. Uh, love that show. <laughs> you guys do a great job over there. Uh, so that is going to be it for this week. Yeah, that that's it. There was a ton. So thank you all for sticking through and checking this episode out. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Boom. Reborn. Boom. I can raise two corpses. <laughs>